Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting to the Matrix on the 20th of November 2016. Well, here we are, another week of gnashing of teeth in the news, uh, as apparently the whole world has ended because of the US election. And of course it's just a big show again because you got to, from the boys at the very, very top, who manage it all, who pull the strings, you've got to keep the people believing uh, that you have a system in the first place. The problem with that is uh, that when one side is booted out, uh, the people who support them all and who really are the true believers don't know it's all a big game. You see, They just don't, don't know. In reality, if you had the same system getting in one house after another, as they call it in the US, then you would know you're under a kind of tyranny, you see. And that's what you have. So therefore, they, they break it up and give you two parties. And and they demonize the other party, uh, of course, who's going to run for all. And it's true enough, a lot of people get awfully comfortable with the same bunch in, even when they hate them, because you can get up in the morning and, and it, you, don't, you don't have to think about anything to, to hate. It's there again. You just hate it and hate it. until. So this way, you see, it keeps you from having revolutions. But the ones who really, truly, truly believe in it all, and who are paid for it as well, a lot of them as well, the agitators, uh, get get that break going to make you really believe it's a big, big, big change. It's quite interesting. One thing about true power, I mean true power, is it doesn't give up itself. It doesn't say, okay, here, take this, uh, take the crown, it's yours. It really doesn't do that. And all the players are making a big mistake if they start to believe in themselves uh, and believe that they are like queens or kings. Big mistake to, to make. Because we, we truly have this group at the top. The Dean James Bond movies were well kind of copied after, you might say. They incorporated the, the stories into the movies where, forget the nations, the nations were secondary uh, problems, but the ones at the top were the, were the real manipulators who command armies across the world and had spies everywhere within all institutions at all every level in fact and that was referring to the George Soros types in fact I think one of his businesses is called Quantum and even had that in one of the Bond movies and it wasn't by accident either but we do have these characters way up there who never lose, but they have such a, a massive sway on what you'll see on television, violence in the news, that kind of thing, by all the followers and who have the agitators at the top, professional agitators. That really bypasses the commands of government above them. We live in a far different world from the one that you think. And I've gone through the agenda so, so long, I know it pretty well by heart, because it's a very old agenda where eventually the whole idea of what you think of as democracy, because you've never really had it, but what you think of, what you believe of as democracy, which doesn't exist, uh, will be replaced as the people acquiesce and accept the fact that they're ruled worldwide under a system that is governed for the whole planet by but they'll tell you initially are the best people, the best technocrats, the best scientists, the best policy makers through social sciences and so on. And they'll bypass the whole idea of elections. I might tell you, well, yeah, I don't know. 
But it really doesn't matter because that's where it's going to go. And you've been living under it for the whole of the 20th century, at least, including all the wars which they did create on purpose. And now you're into this one, two, 21st century with all the wars, which again, they created on purpose to get its outcome, which again is a, a globalized, one single world governance, as I like to call it right now. Once they have it all in place, though, they'll, they'll train you. It only takes one generation to train that it's all quite normal having unelected people once you're simply appointed in. You, you already do accept to understand when you look at the EU, European Union, who has a, a private commission group at the top, the run all, who are unelected by the public. They also have shadow groups which run the banking systems over and top of the banking systems which you think you, 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 that you know about or you hear about. And I've already done talks on that too. And they have uh, the governance system set up for the, the East and the, the governance system set up for the whole of the Americas and the Caribbean. That's your three trading blocks, the trilateral three trading blocks to run the whole planet. The same ones that Marx talked about under a, under a super world governance system. And it'll go on and on and on. It doesn't matter who you think is in charge. And you can see it. And, and treaties, of course, binding treaties are the way they bypass any input from the public. It really is quite something to, to remember the changes in the world that each war brings about. It's the fastest way to have societal change across the planet for world wars. That's why they have world wars. That's for the change purposes. The whole idea of, uh, of bringing countries together and then eliminating their sovereignty is part of a, a war on nationalism, meaning the rights of people to, to, to decide themselves and to protest and to vote on changes within their own society regarding the economy and how they're going to live, etc. It's much, much easier to wrap them all into one big system, like a global, global system done either economically or through treaties or through war. It's all the same thing. It achieves the same end products. Therefore, uh, you have crisis, crisis, crisis. Oh, we've got to join together and give up all our rights. That's what the climate nonsense is about. It was decided that a long, long time ago. And a lot of what's happening now was actually arranged back in the 1930s by private organizations, run by the big bankers of today, in fact. And nothing has changed. And the idea of a war by other nations or a war against or the environment changing and going to destroy you all is all the same thing. Give up your rights, give up most of your money, live in austerity, because, which will allow the few that rule you worldwide. I mean, global power, true global power, not part of the world's power, true world empire uh, and run by a few. Uh, what incredible riches for them, eh? Multi-trillionaires overnight for those who are going to rule the world. All done through terrifying the public. And leaders who are prostitutes who just set our sellouts, actually, and they, they, get, they get placed in any positions, and they sign these treaties and leave you with no rights whatsoever. They themselves will be handsomely rewarded by their, their, their rulers above them. And you pay for it all. No more nations. And then once you have that in place, it's just uh, 
cream for, for all at the top for forevermore, basically. And the technocrats that they put in, in, in place of any kind of democracy or elections by the public will rule the planet on behalf of the masters. Quite easy to do. And you got to understand, the same techniques that, you, that are used today that you accept as somehow normal, double think, that you've got to have democracy. Uh, you must eliminate for some reason, again, it's a, every came up with a Bush uh, junior regime, run by other countries too, of course, that you must force this idea of democracy on countries which had never had this idea of democracy. Democracy is a fairly recent idea, remember. And as I've said before, it's the greatest way to keep things uh, in a state of non-benefit benefit to the public by giving you hope every four to five years. Just hope and, and elect this bunch and maybe it'll be better than the last bunch. And that way you don't have revolutions. In the Western world, we're, we, we, we are more volatile in some ways and organized to have big revolutions because of our nature, I suppose. But you take other countries like the Middle East that really have been ruled by strong men for going way, way back into the dawn of history pretty well. And they have different customs and so on. But for them, it, it works. So you can't force this whole idea of democracy upon them, especially when ultimately the whole plan is to bring the world into a system, almost like sleepwalking through it via crisis and crisis and crisis, uh, into believing in experts, experts in science, uh, as the guise of taking over the whole planet. And they can do it as in one generation, once you give up all the other rights that you think you have right now. That won't change. They'll keep going and going, regardless of who they put in the U.S. pretty well. And most fights at the top are within the same groups, for those who really think there are differences. It's little, little fights who are allowed uh, to, to really take their lion's share of plunder for themselves at that level, that is, because there's a much bigger level way above them. Uh, and, and they're allowed that. Carl Quigley talked about it in his own book, a tragedy and hope that the politicians in all parties at the very very top really belong to the same group, uh, you know, which the public don't even know about. At least the leaders do, and the, the lesser politicians, meaning all those who are down below, who are not prime ministers or presidents, they are they actually are allowed some competition, some competition for 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 the money and a little bit more power for themselves. But the ones at the top really are selected long, long before by the masses above them. You'll find the same top banking groups, Goldman Sachs, on board with both sides, always. Always. There's a clue there. It's not everything, but it's a clue that there's definitely more to it than meets the eye. Now, what is true is this whole idea, the final thing that they hit on was the environment. And they didn't suddenly hit on it it's a very old idea under world socialism that was set up a long time ago that adopted into it technocracy. Technocracy is a kind of religion about the very technique that I've been talking about where experts run the world, but it's on behalf of the, the masses above them. The, the environment, the environment, the environment, uh, the, the ecology, and so on and so on. And uh, eventually they hit on climate itself, 
climate itself uh, is the problem, and we're causing bad, bad weather. Uh, we're all terribly naughty, and experts are going to attach you into the dirt and stop you heating yourselves in the winter uh, in order to save the world uh, and, and save their uh, feeling bank accounts and make it much more lucrative. That's really the con behind it all. I've mentioned a thousand times about Michael Gorbachev, who, when he was the head of the Soviet Union, the last one before it became unsovietized, pretty well, came over with Margaret Thatcher from Britain at the time to do a world tour. And went to, they went to the States and different places, but he pushed the whole idea of a world unified under a kind of um, green agenda. Uh, he said in one of his books, or actually a few of his books, one main one, he said that we'd have to give up our rights to save the world and that all the children would have to be taught uh, that the green to green the world was a new saviour for the planet, a saviour type thing. And they were all responsible and we'd all had to sacrifice to save the world. And he said it would, he says that even though he himself, he said, is, it was atheistic, he says this would have to be taught to every school child and through the whole educational system uh, as a, in a form of a kind of earth worship. Well, that's what you've been indoctrinating them with for a long time now. Earth worship, whether you realize it or not, that's what it is, the whole idea. In order to save the world from what wars and so on, and yada, 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 give up all your rights, all the usual stuff, save the world, and we'll have a global governmental empire system. It's the same thing over and over. And all the big players, again, who are going to in charge of this money system, they're going to pay and pay and pay like sin taxes. You know, it's, oh, it's a big sin tax. You exist there for your sinning, and you breathe, and you put out carbon dioxide, and he would have your Al Gore's and all the different ones who their little exchanges for carbon taxes, and the money will all pass through their hands. Isn't that amazing, eh? A religion, truly, it's a religion, isn't it? It's got all the, all the earmarks of a religion. And, and, and again, it's all down to belief, isn't it? Absolute belief. See, as far as I can remember, we've always had rain, we've always had some good summers and always had bad summers, and it's always been like that. In the winter, and it depends where you are, you have snow. Other places don't have much snow, some have none at all. And that's just the way it is. You have good summers, as I say, when it's really hot. And you may have two or three bad summers, it's going to rainy and yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's just the way it goes. It's called the weather. And the weather changes all the time. And then you have all your various, oh, we have to go back in. And the beauty, the beauty of it is really, it's like, it's like evolution, eh? We have to go back in the past to see how it's all changing. You all these guys coming up to us, oh, see, look, look at this chart here. It's from about the Middle Ages or the yada, yada, yada. As though they had those charts back then. They didn't have those charts back then. Most folk don't even think about that. Oh, it was. We do it from rings and trees and things like that. Yeah, they have all the answers. And it can all be disproven, whatever assumption they come up with, by other scientists. But only the scientists who go along with it all and are well padded in their pockets for doing so are allowed into the United Nations talks on scare, scare, scare and rubbing their hands over all the loot they're going to be drafting very shortly. And the general public have no say in the matter at all. 
Really, if they even gave you a vote for it, for it at all, you know which way it's going to go because you've already had thirty odd years of brainwashing through the school system. So everyone's going to pretty well vote that way, and it's all through television, even in your fictional things too, embedded into it. So they'll all vote the way they're supposed to vote, and the fear factor always works, doesn't it? It's quite easy to do. Everything is, is ever, I mean, it all comes down to psychology and, and behaviorism and studying the people. And stimulus and response, stimulus response, study, study, study. Easy to do. It's very easy. And it's sad how easy it is. It truly is scary how easy it is. I think the James Bond movie that was called Quantum of Solace was based on so called philanthropists, big, well known ones, who, under philanthropy, and helping people were literally stealing the world's water supply and uh, under uh, charitable foundations for themselves, of course, and using the scare tactics of drought coming, drought, and so on, while they were, had already redirected the water into massive underwater aqueducts where they stored it all. That's really more like how the world is really run, to be honest with you. That's not a fiction at all. But when I, when getting back to George Soros, when you when you look at his quantum group and so on, and the fact that he has rules set up so that he can't be touched financially or any other way, uh, where he can actually live inside the U.S. and pay nothing back to the U.S. because he has some strange dealings, in fact, and agreements with them where he'll bank through the Cayman Islands and so on. And but he also has the ability to to get. Uh, various groups to rebel inside the U.S. and other countries where folk are actually killed at times and yet no one, no one brings him into court for anything. Is he part of a group that's supranational, that every politician knows is supranational? In other words, he can't be touched. He's, he's got some special privileged position above constitutions, laws and so on that will allow him to do what he wants to do. Is that what it is? I mean, someone should ask these questions and do an investigation and come back and tell the public. You'd think, wouldn't you? Been said that the public had given nonsense to, to argue about. And we know that with all the, the, the chronology that goes on to do with the climate, uh, that the big group under the United Nations have, are literally, are, are, oh, they've been drilling the mouth for years for all the Trillions are going to tax off of, of, of all the people uh, across the whole planet. They'll trickle through all the, the different foundations and, uh, and tax, uh, carbon tax, uh, banks, etc. Uh, the money to be made is phenomenal. It's incredible. You can't imagine. It's staggering. And how they're going to bring the whole world into line, you know, proper line of depopulation by withholding energy to certain countries. You'll freeze to death, or sometimes some countries will overheat, in fact, because you can't use your air conditioners. All of these things are going to work properly for the elite's agenda, which they've talked about for such a long time. Control energy under technocracy, and you control the whole planet, life and death, quite simple. And you make an awful, awful, massive profit over it. Because after all, you see, everything is energy. You're, you emit energy through your work, what you do. You have no use to them once you're a pensioner, for instance. You're written off. You're supposed to go away quietly and do the right thing, which is take the pill and die. 
That's what they want. I'm, I'm quite honest about that. I'm not exaggerating at all. But most public, if the public are kept running and spinning the wheels and chasing the same political parties, never suspecting there's an other institution way above all of it. If you had a prime minister or a president that came out openly by doing their own investigation once they get in and saying, yep, they've been doing geoengineering for years to, to alter the, uh, to the, the climate and then blame you for it. And here's the fallout from it. So many millions, or maybe even billions for all we know, have died already from all this stuff in the atmosphere that we've sprayed into it. As they just come out openly and do all these, but they don't, do they? No. And they don't come out and tell you why people like George Soros and other big foundation leaders all working together can do a, a really a, a supranational government with powers beyond government because they're, they're liable to no laws that you make. Huh? What? Old story, but nothing happens. Nothing happens. All you get for it when you run for, for, for the new leader of your country are the usual platitudes. It's going to be better, don't worry. They're there, it's going to get better. That's all you get. That's why you vote the last bunch out. But things tend to go along the same way, don't they? They really do. And we know already that there's going to be the same continuation across the Middle East of eradicating certain countries. It's rather sad, isn't it? You know, you take a guy like Soros and his contemporaries too, they all work together, the big foundations. Now, it's okay, as Soros says himself, to rip off countries and sink them financially as you plunder them personally for profit. And that's okay, it's separate, that's just, you know, there's nothing personal in it. Uh, that's what he'll tell you. And he's quite quite happy believing that for himself. He, he can rationalize anything. And at the same time, he wants to help people. Well, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Of course it doesn't. And when you plunder countries, make them poorer, and never mind all the outcomes of folk being poor, and the fallout uh, is for profit. There's nothing personal in it. But I want to help countries to their third world, etc. Who's kidding who here? This is an outright psychopath. Very confident, cocky. So so confident, he knows that there's going to be no backlash at all, legally or any other way, from any nation. What kind of power is that? This guy wasn't elected to anything that we know of. But some committee somewhere, with all the other foundations have pledged to be on board together, haven't they? You better start thinking seriously about that. They're always here, regardless of who, who appears to be in, in power. Always here. Wouldn't you think that some genuine person who's elected in would, would at least investigate these things so that if there was retaliation against any of his policies by these foundation leaders... They'd be ready for it and could do something about it rather than just ignoring it. If they ignore it, then they know it's part of the game. It's a game going on. What kind of game is that? Well, none of them's, no one's going to tell you. And folk think their entire lives long that they're, they're, they're progressing. As I've said before, anyone who uses that term means you, you, they know where, someone at the top knows where they're taking you. You have a destination, progressing. What plan is this? Who runs it? Who created it? 
and your whole life is meant to be, for you to be running on a hamster wheel when the, the reward is always in front of you but you can't quite reach it and just go round and round and round keep running towards it where everything everything that could bring it to you or allow you to get to it is against you stacked against you because the rules keep changing your entire life long but that's a racket of freedom complete con and getting back to all the conditioned brainwashed zombies that, that truly have and it's a sad thing to say but it's true when you're brainwashed perfectly you then you will be perfectly brainwashed you'll behave the way you're supposed to be under the perfect brainwashing uh, which is non-rational and they truly will believe that oh the earth's coming to an end if we don't pay money lots of money money apparently cures everything you see it's, it's amazing stuff isn't it but just pay lots of money to the chosen green banks they do have green banks out there already set up to have the money go through them after that, of course, it doesn't matter where it goes. It's in the pockets of all the, the folk above you. And a little bit will go into little tiny little projects here and there to, to keep the corn going. But it's ma- mainly to get total control over the whole world and how you personally live. See, the world's a scary place. Oh, the universe is even scary. Imagine whirling through space. My God, everything could go wrong. Oh, oh. perfect, isn't it? Beautiful. <laughs> And everybody collapses mentally and says, please save us. And they train the children to, to, to pray to the green boys at the top. Please save us and we'll serve you our entire lives long. Do with us as you will. Just save us. What a beautiful old trick this is. Eh? Keeps working the same way. Perfect. And they use your tax money to brainwash you through school, etc. And then you, then you pay extra money to watch movies where you brainwash them more. Because it's all embedded in the movies. Just keep going. Get amused and entertained and things will get better, right? What's wrong is now right. What's, what's right is now wrong. I said years ago, that to have any power at all in this big agenda, which is unfolding, you'll have to decide to join some group or another, uh, especially a minority type group, even because the they're always creating new minorities all the time, which are easy then to divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. And therefore you have different groups for every occasion, you might say, all, all set up and ready to go. For those who, who know how to handle power and how to manage the public. Uh, therefore, if you don't belong to a group, you have no power whatsoever. That's an old, old, that was stated over 100 years ago when they were talking about democracy. Democracy now is really uh, the biggest group that can shout the loudest and the biggest amount of numbers. All parties, like Carl Quigley said, will eventually be giving out the same mantras election time. And it is. It's all, it's all special interest groups. They cater to. You have to be all inclusive to every single one of them. So what's wrong is now right, what's right is now wrong, and so on and so on and so on. That's how it goes. But without this thing called democracy in different parties, you truly would eventually have a revolution down the road. 
internal revolutions. And so once again, it's postponed as you get where it seems to be a new leader run another four or five years of the same party, basically, uh, that that is global, talks national, but really works globally, uh, to d- destroy any idea of, of national sovereignty and to take more and more cash off you under the guise of helping those across the world, which is a big, big lie, of course. And um, But the whole system we live in is a lie. The whole, Literally, the whole system we live in is a big illusion. It truly is. Anyway, I'll put out the recent stories tonight uh, to do with uh, the, the climate nonsense and so on. Uh, one of them is Murano in Morocco and Trump. He says, expect both international and domestic climate agenda to be reversed. It's about time. Well, we'll see how much it gets reversed. We'll see. Everything always changes once they're in, of course. No matter what they say, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's they're almost token once they're in. That's how it's always been. However, it's a lot of people really ticked off if they don't, if they don't start paying up all these... Because the whole world order depends on all these new taxes and regulations and rights to rule your life from birth to death. It's all part of the, the big technocracy system. And, and this is technocracy, it's like a religion, a technique to rule the planet. That's what it is. Another one too. Fear, fear, oh, panic and so on. COP, COP22, who's left to save the world if America pulls out of Paris Agreement? <gasps> oh, my God, eh? Save the world. Can we save the world? We're whirling in space, going, oh, anything could happen. Eh? Anything might happen. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how I've lived this long, but once it points something out, now you're terrified of it. See, if you kept in ignorance of the, about the world of space and so on, then I wouldn't bore you at all. You'd never, you'd never even think about it. So science working for you or against you is a big con game. <laughs> you got to think about all these things, isn't it? It's so true. And it says the dust still hasn't settled in uh, Marrakesh from Donald Trump's shock U.S. election victory, but attention at the United Nations Climate Summit is starting to turn towards how the rest of the world might soldier on without American leadership. Barack Obama can claim a great deal of credit for bringing the world together in support of the Paris Agreement to limit climate change. <laughs> it's like playing God, isn't it? A last year's summit, and Team America has led uh, from the front in climate action for 20 years. But the U.S. president-elect has threatened to cancel the Paris Accord, scrap all American contributions to United Nations climate programs, and denounced the very concept of man-made climate change as a Chinese hoax. One theme emerging from the COP22 summit is the idea that shifting to a greener planet is not a matter of sinking money into an endless budget for aid, but a business opportunity. And if Mr. Trump can be convinced of that, there's no shortage of other world powers willing to step into America's shoes. The gloom in the wake of the Trump victory has focused on the U.S.'s role as the world's second greatest polluter, responsible for 13% of global emissions. But Chinese representatives here point out that the gigantic size of its own emissions, China, that is, this is China's real estate alone accounts for 8% of global emissions, similar to the total emissions of the Economic Union of Europe, the entire Europe. One part of China's plan involves phasing out steel and cement emissions by 2050, a scheme which on its own would cut as much pollution as entire emissions of the UK twice over. 
uh, riffing on Mr. Trump's own claims to deal with what he sees as a problem of Mexico, a representative of one of Chinese non-governmental organizations, and he got them two folks, joked that China would be willing to cut the equivalent of all U.S. emissions, particularly if President-elect Trump gets his way, adding that we would get the, the U.S. to pay for it. China sees a scope for international infrastructure projects and efficiency savings that climate action entails, and when it comes to reaping the benefits, the joke is on the U.S. Europe is also eyeing up the opportunities here and the chance to look for a partner to the east and south of the west, particularly on a subnational level. At a side event organised by the China-Europe Forum, delegates discussed how the landscape of global climate action is shifting and where the impetus for making a change now falls. And it goes on and on and on with local stuff, but local governments and how they can still tax you and yada, yada, yada. Because there's just too many, you know, you understand, they're right with one concept. See, they want to kill most of you off because they claim there's too many of you eventually, as you keep breeding and breeding and breeding. And while only the better types should breed and get, get along for the future, they want to do away with all of you. But they want to always profit off you as they're taking you down in numbers, you see. And this is a greatest Greatest thing of all is this massive, massive, imagine taxing the whole planet uh, under this beautiful religion of climate and make them all feel guilty as, as they're, they're all committing suicide to save the rest of you. I mean, it's quite wonderful, this, this racket, isn't it? Really, isn't it? Because it's a religion and it's a racket. It really is. It just takes and takes and takes. And that you've got just too many folk, too many, and this is true, too many people. But all the, the too many that I'm talking about are the ones who are all ruling you today and all the other organizations they form to rule you who are going to wax awfully fat and, and wealthy off of all of you. That's the problem here. Too many of them have been smelling this, oh, they're smelling this, oh, this money coming in, oh, and, and they, can do, they don't have to produce anything except pretend that they're doing something about it all. It's beautiful, isn't it? Rackets, rackets, rackets. Anyway, this is the suggestion is that the major cities and regions of Europe as the cradle of Western civilization, who, who, who are you talking about, can lead the way to a kind of climate enlightenment. Well, enlighten you as they take the cash off you, but nothing left in your pockets. During the COP22 in particular, we're called to defend support a fast-track implementation of the Paris Agreement, Mr. Lebrun said. This is only possible if we establish a strong, ecologically committed civilization. Others feel it will fall to the world's biggest businesses to pave the way on climate action driven by both the dispassionate economic arguments behind the green innovation and strong leadership that does not rely on public opinion for its authority. Well, to heck with that. Right? It's all a racket. Well thought out racket, mind you. And even train the victims, which is the population, that it's all their fault. And it's all lies. At COP22 Morocco, Secretary of State Kerry affirms the U.S. commitment to address climate change. John Kerry, <laughs> I love how the guys pick, they love these Irish names. Uh, but anyway, reaffirms the U.S. commitment to addressing global climate change here at the U.N. Climate Conference in Marrakesh, Morocco. And Marrakesh is the host city for the 22nd Conference of Parties, COP22, under the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Oh, you, get, you want to throw up each time you see this, never mind speak it. The world must now wait to see if the incoming Trump administration will honour those commitments or if the US will become a rogue nation. Well, it's, 
through time somebody went rogue, that denies the very existence of climate change. Well, that's, that's your religion. If you want to believe in it, fine, you pay for all. As a hoax created by and for the Chinese to make U.S. manufacturing less competitive. Well, it's not just U.S. <laughs> the group that runs the world decided to deindustrialize the whole of Europe and the U.S. and Canada at the end of World War II over a certain, so, so many year period, and decided in, in Britain right off the bat, in fact, for those who don't know it. And they had all the plan for all of this laid out way before World War II, including meeting China, the, the top uh, manufacturer for the planet in the 1930s. The trick was how to make the people believe and go along with all climate change, climate change. Kerry stated, no one should doubt the overwhelming majority of Americans who know climate change is occurring and are committed to addressing it. He noted how the world is unified. I hate all these terms. It's speech and writing terms. And moved so quickly to bring the Paris Agreement into force. Most folk wouldn't give one hoots if none of these meetings had ever taken place. It says, the US is on our way to meeting all of our climate commitments. Kerry emphasized that the primary driver of emissions reduction is marketplace forces. Investing in clean energy, <laughs> clean energy and dirty energy, simply makes economic sense. Uh, and, and it's a million trillion dollar market. Well, come on, come on. They've already discussed the fact in higher courts than this lot, lot here I could ever see that you bring the population down and all energy does is make people thrive and be healthier. If you can't heat yourself, you die. How much energy did it take to grow those potatoes? Or oh, you can't keep, you can't afford it, you die. That's, understand what they mean in their double speak. Hmm? I'm not guessing about this, I've read all their stuff. Kerry acknowledged this is not our side. Moroccans uh, hosted COP7 uh, in 2001. Since then, we have experienced our 16 hottest years in history. Lies, 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 lies. Do you know how long uh, they've been going in the world, even taking temperatures of the world? So they can't ever say that. But in your mind, it makes you think, oh my God, when the dinosaurs were out there too, look at, oh, look at the temperature back then. No, 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 they didn't have people around our, our, our thermometers. Yeah, it's not that long, in fact, since the moments were even standardized and even tested for accuracy. But the beauty of, of statistics and, and temperatures numbers is, is uh, the fact that the numbers just cons everybody. Numbers are fantastic for conning people. Kerry stated, I underscore today we don't get a second chance. Yesterday, King Mohammed. The six welcomed dignitaries to the COP22 high-level segment in Morocco. And uh, then they go and describe it in their awful way, the, how the beauty of it all, and the gritty, bustling commercial hub nestled in a plateau surrounded by the snow-capped Atlas Mountains. And all that stuff. Anyway, everyone's against, because as I say, the whole everyone's pivoting around this whole agreement, being forced down the throats of everybody across the planet so that a few can rule you completely and rule you the way you should be ruled, you see, and how they know you should be ruled and, and if you should, you should even be allowed to get born. And I'm not kidding about this. This is, everyone hinges on this nonsense. 
And then this other part too, we understand that, that the UN and all the, the big boys, the Soros types, etc., fund all these and all the other foundations, this big massive gang of criminals run the foundations. Uh, they fund all these things into existence and they need numbers, so they create the non-governmental organizations. And like Bernays said, don't go and start it from scratch if you can already find a big group already set up for something. Just go in there, pay them off at the top, and that's what they do. They pay them off at the top to bend all their followers into the same agenda, whatever it happens to be. And we're better than, than religion. At COP22 and on Capitol Hill, faith groups sit step up their climate efforts. Members of the Catholic Climate Covenant is one group. And then you've got uh, Thomas uh, Insua of the Global Catholic Climate Movement and, and presentation of the COP22 interface statements and so on. Fellow panelists offer a standing ovation for Imam Safet Ibid Katovic, chairman of the Green Muslims, so you get Green Muslims as well, following his announcement that the Islamic Society of North America would divest from fossil fuels. And then Cynthia Scarf, member of the United Nations Secretary General's Climate Change Support Team, this big unlikely group called the United Nations that runs a lot of part of the world already. It's a, <laughs> keep talking about democracy. Uh, it hands the, the COP22 interface statement to Secretary General Ban Ki-moon. Uh, throughout the second and final COP22, the tenor at the annual International Climate Conference continued to reverberate with reaction to the US presidential election. And so, so yeah, they've got all the different... Uh, it's not all the faces. Again, little cliques within them that are getting awfully well-funded always do, dissuade the rest that follow. And it makes it sound more more truthful to, to the general public to hear these little things. Oh, you know, the, the, the committee of green Muslims and, the, and blah, blah, are all on board with this thing. But no, of course they're not. Most of them wouldn't know what you're talking about if you mention it. But it doesn't matter. People don't think logically. They don't question things. They, they just get influenced by, well, they're all on board with it. It must be true. Urgency in Paris Agreement grounds for optimism. And hundreds have urged the world leaders to take actions in a march coinciding with the climate conference. Everything's, everything's propaganda. Right? In the wake of the US election results, bewilderment and worry appear to be giving way to a renewed sense of determination among many of the delegates to the world's annual United Nations climate change talks. The fresh sense of, sense of urgency comes after a remarkable year during which the international community... What is this international community? demonstrated a significant commitment to advancing efforts to combat global warming, reaching the Paris Agreement last December and moving to ratify the pact at a pace that provides some grounds for optimism. And so they give you a little bit. The, the, <laughs> the United Nations FCCC was adopted in 1992. I remember that was the, also had the, that was a Maurice Strong thing, another private non-governmental organization, and Strong was picked up and run by the Rockefeller Foundation. And they signed it all and get leaders to sign it all and make, try to make it into law. But let's be honest, we didn't vote Maurice Strong in or his foundation or anything else in. So why are you voting for presidents if these characters uh, are, are always going to be there making the laws for all of you for presidents to sign? Hmm. 
Anyway, they talk about that, uh, and then the Kyoto Protocol adopted in 1997, and everyone's built on the last part, the last part, and so on, until they keep going and going and get to where they want, like putting bricks to, to, to the height of a wall until they reach their target. That's how they do it. And uh, uh, to read this rubbish, and I can't stand this bureaucraties nonsense of how we control the whole planet by their, their ridiculous chronology. It's, it's disgusting, disgusting. And to be honest with you, I think the best thing you could ever do is, is literally um, ban the United Nations and the same go, and get rid of this World Bank that, that's the group that, that created the United Nations also owns and the International Monetary Fund, which is run by the same group that created the United Nations and the World Bank and the Bank for International Settlements. It's all created by the one group for their vision of how the planet should be ruled, which, of course, is by them and not by what they tell you uh, you've actually got, which you don't know anyway. <laughs> Everything's an illusion. So be very worried the, the planet is going to go into <gasps> recoil. If, 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 and, the, the, and Gaia, you know, that big goddess here, is going to go, oh my God, she might just hiccup or something or burp and spin us off into space, which we're already supposedly doing. So this is how they terrify you. Terrify you. And this one here, record global cooling over the last eight months. Another article too. But it's all, you know, playing with the games, of course, and that's what they do. Yeah, I'll put this up anyway. It says, um, well, I'll let you read it yourself. Put these links up too. I'll let you read them yourself. Then Obama rushes to implement the climate treaty without the Congress and before Trump can cancel it. So he's rushing to implement the global treaty. And uh, says, put another way, U.S. will be under global governance without input from the people, the people's elected representatives. Those protesting the prospect of fascism might want to pay attention to the story. According to the independent U.S. Secretary of State, John Kerry says he will continue his efforts to implement the Paris Agreement on global warming until the, the day President Barack Obama leaves office. So anyway, we'll, we'll wait and see. But you'll, you will know if Trump gets in and doesn't just tear it all up and say rubbish. Uh, because everything can be undone. And by the way, it doesn't take years to undo anything, including Britain leaving the EU. You just literally cancel it. By a leader saying it's cancelled, that's it. Written about paper, cancelled, short to the TV, and that's you. That's good enough. Same with this nonsense. And then this one here. It's interesting to me to look at all the different characters that are involved, what they belong to, and you've got to look at who they are. You've got to look to see if they belong to the Council on Foreign Relations. Again, the, the group there. This is the descendants of the group that created the United Nations in the first place, and the background of national settlements, etc., 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 and the, for the, the whole uh, integration of Europe, NAFTA, blah blah. blah. You've got to. You've got to see if they're members of that or have been, because they're never, they're never not members, except they pretend not to be when they're, they get into government for a few years, then go back to it. And you have to see if they belong to the group that's even higher as implementers, like active agents, called the Trilateral Commission. You have to see if they are, or if their spouses are too. It's very telling. And... 
different articles that you might see might mention certain things about them. Kissinger, of course, is trilateral. Everybody around President Carter, for instance, I think almost everybody that was around him, most of his staff was a trilateral member. And trilateral members are generally also Council on Foreign Relations, but in fact they all are, before they get to be trilateral. Their agenda is a global governance run by the professionals and everything I've been talking about over the years. It's all the same organization. It has different names for different areas. It's the same thing, same group. And I always look into all the articles they're pumping out. It's awfully telling what they're telling He's when the U.S.-Israel relationship is in trouble, warns Council on Foreign Relations Senior Fellows Robert D. Blackwell and Philip H. Gordon in a new Council special report called Repairing the U.S.-Israel Relationship. But when was it ever damaged? Significant policy differences over issues in the Middle East as well as changing demographics and politics within the United States and Israel have pushed the two countries apart. Blackwell, a former senior official in the Bush administration, and Gordon, a former senior official in the Obama administration, call for a deliberate and sustained effort by policymakers and opinion leaders in both countries to repair the relationship and to avoid divisions. That no one who cares about Israel's security or America's values and interests in the Middle East should want. Because some some are wanting the, the U.S. to continue the wars and continue having lots of military involved in the, in the Middle East for years and years to come, and pay for it all too. That's part of the, the whole thing. What they're talking about here is reframe the strat- strategic relationship, invite the Israel president of Camp David in early 2017 for a summit. That's what they advise. Move beyond the debates about the merits of the, the Iran nuclear deal and work together to implement and rigorously enforce it with a commitment to imposing penalties on Iran for non-compliance. Well, as far as we know, Iran has been examined many times by the, the Atomic Energy Group. And they say that they, they don't have uh, bombs and all that, and dirty bombs, etc., but they, they do have, have been working towards the electricity run by nuclear power, like everybody else. But there's some more to it. We all know what it is. We all know. And so it goes on and on and on. We'll see what, uh, what happens. But uh, if the U.S. is willing to police the whole planet and to keep breeding folk, uh, and that's how I think the elite actually see everybody. Uh, they, they used Britain for centuries. Now they're using the U.S. that took over from Britain uh, by this group I'm talking about, Royal Institute of International Affairs, this private organization that now runs the whole planet. And they'll use the U.S. and their tax money and the bodies that they breed to fill uniforms across the whole planet because that's what we're born for, apparently. And it goes on and on and on. But anyway, I'll put this article up for anybody who wants to read it uh, because you get so sick your whole life long of reading the same ongoing wars uh, that really uh, are outside the average persons say. We have no say in anything. Then you have the U.S. House renews the sanctions on Iran, sets sanctions on Syria, and the GOP-controlled U.S. House of Representatives has passed bills to renew sanctions against the Islamic Republic of Iran and to impose sanctions on Syria. 
the voyage uh, 419 to 1 for a 10-year reauthorization of the Rand Sanctions Act, that's the ISA, they call it. And that was, yeah, 16th of November, 2016. And they say that uh, the ISA was initially adopted in 1996 in an unfounded accusation that Tehran is pursuing non-civilian objectives in its nuclear energy program. Iran has adamantly rejected the allegation, arguing it's a committed uh, signatory to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty and a member of the International Atomic Energy Agency, and it has the right to use nuclear technology for peaceful purposes. The ISA will expire at the end of 2016 if it's not renewed. The bill must be passed by the Senate before being signed by the President in law. Ed Royce, a hawkish Republican representative who chairs a Foreign Relations Committee in the House, called the ISA a critical tool, adding that its expiration would compound the damage done by the President's dangerous nuclear deal and send a message to the U.S. that they will no longer oppose the destructive role of Iran in the Middle East. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You're so sick that your whole darn life. Really, it's the same story as your whole life long. Who's good, who's bad? Now, remember one thing. It's awfully important to remember. All news out there is spun. Is spun. I've mentioned even the articles that came from the Supreme Court in the U.S. saying that news doesn't have to be truthful. Everything's got a spin on it. When it comes to politics, everything's spun. And there's no real news today. There really is no, no real, true news. John Pilger said it recently on a video. Uh, that uh, the media companies get everything off the internet now. They don't go out and seek out news, do investigations anymore. They simply don't do it. And yet a lot of people are getting awfully upset because uh, some other sites come out with the fact that that uh, a lot of the, the popular anti-establishment sites are not really true true news either. So everything today is arguments. That's all you get is arguments for everything, uh, including what's real news and what isn't. How can you have real news when we live in such secrecy about everything? And if you don't get truth and openness, you definitely will have lots of uh, suspicious counter-news asking questions like, what is this really for, etc., etc. In fact, secrecy is the mother of conspiracy stories. And that actually came from a guy who works in government for keeping things secret from the general public. Uh, Therefore, you're never going to get true, real true news. The public are managed. We're all managed by professionals. Our minds are managed from birth. If they need to revamp the system, I'm talking about the rulers of the world, they'll make sure they they alter the indoctrination process with the new topics uh, starting at kindergarten right through your life, basically. That's how precise everything truly is. And it's so unfortunate that even courses they have at university that do with psychology and mass psychology and anthropology and so on, all teach people to be even better at managing the minds 
of the public by by using natural techniques or understanding of the natural ways that humans do think and coming conclusions, and by manipulating all so they are being manipulated all the time through what's called news to go along naturally with the same system they they have been born into on behalf of those who rule. There's always rulers, always rulers present uh, at the very very top. The same rulers, they keep the same kind of banking system going that plunders you at least at least twice a century. I've mentioned this so many times before. And uh, let's be honest, anything else, if, if something kept going wrong, you'd fix it, wouldn't you? Never gets fixed. The same, you know, big expanding gates are allowed to stay in there for, for the suitable emergencies which they create. And you get plundered again, and money just goes to money heaven, and, you, and then you, you have a fake inquiries and then fake resolutions, and it continues as, as, as always with those at the top who literally give themselves bonuses of into the millions, maybe even the billions at the top every year. And that's the way the world is run. And these guys at the top also have big foundations to make sure that they can train billions across the planet of new children every year into the new agendas as they update it all. We're always getting updated just to suit the big agenda, but it's definitely written out there. And they use the techniques, which, as I've said, have been out there for a long, long time uh, by those who never believed in democracy, but always used the term democracy to make you believe in it. But they don't believe that. They believe that you're unfit to even rule your own lives, and therefore they have the right to rule it for you. And they're already doing it. It's just that it's behind the scenes. You think you're making your own decisions, but you're, you're not. You're being prompted all the time to make your, the decisions you're supposed to make. And Charles Galton Darwin went into that in a big way. And obviously, by the way, the references he made and the inferences he made in his own book, The Next Million Years, you knew they discussed it in much more detail than was what was in his book. From myself, Alan Wharton, Ontario, Canada, where the weather really is changing again. As it should, actually. <laughs> it's good night. Me, your God, your God's go with you.